we charged towards all of us just like it was a job. We got up in the morning, we're like, okay, we're gonna work on this today. And we just created and created and created, even though nobody was hiring us to do so. And you know what happened? People started hiring us to do that. It was like magic. Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 149. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for anyone interested in downsizing their life, creating remote income, and working from anywhere. Today's episode is from one of our keynote speakers from our 2018 RV Entrepreneur Summit that we hosted this year in Fredericksburg, Texas. The RVA Summit is an annual conference that we host for RV entrepreneurs. It's four days of workshops, main stage speakers, and meetups with fellow travelers who are all working to bring their ideas and businesses to life and also grow what they've already been doing from the road. So it's not just for people who are full-time RVing. Some people are just transitioning. Some people are just dreaming. Some people aren't even traveling, and they just want to come hang out with creatives and entrepreneurs, and everyone is welcome. We just released our first batch of tickets for our 2019 RV Entrepreneur Summit, which we are hosting on March 21st at Lake Gunnersville State Park, which is in northern Alabama, and they sold out in less than an hour. And we will be releasing the second batch of tickets on September 5th at 10 a.m. Central. And those will sell out quickly as well. So if you want to be on the wait list or learn more about the RV Entrepreneur Summit, go to the RVEntrepreneur.com and you can put in your email. And we will email you at 9.59 a.m. on September 5th so you can go in there and grab a ticket for the summit next year. This is honestly, I know it's our event. We host it. And so we are completely biased, but it's it's seriously my favorite week of the year, just bringing together a group of people. We're constantly by ourselves and, and kind of remote. We're literally very remote as we're building our business on the road. So just for a week being around other people who have intentionally chosen this lifestyle to go be location independent and build something from the road and and just create this life for themselves. It, it It's a huge energy. And these are people that we, we talk to constantly throughout the year. And you kind of get that sense of community even when you're not there in person. So if you're thinking about hitting the road or trying to build something for yourself, I would highly recommend you at least look into the summit for next year and check it out. Today's episode is with Kathy and Peter Holcomb, who have been guests on this podcast before. And even though you've heard their story, if you've listened to them on a couple previous episodes on this podcast, they are incredible presenters uh, on stage. They they were the two of the keynotes for this year's summit. In their talk from this past February, they share how they had built one of the most successful wedding photography businesses in Colorado, only to walk away from it so they could build a lifestyle around travel and adventure with their daughter, Abby. And their daughter, Abby, a couple years ago, became the youngest person to ever kayak the entire length of the Grand Canyon. Every time I hang out with the Holcomb family, I feel like I'm doing nothing with my life just because they're always going on these amazing epic adventures. And in today's episode, their talk, they they shared the fears that they went through as they left behind their house and their business and what they did to transition everything to being centered around doing what they love, their family, kayaking, and taking awesome photos. I've now listened to their talk several times, not just in person, but editing it 
for this episode. And what I've taken away from it is just how you can rebrand your business to attract the people that you really want to work with. The Holcombs were known in Colorado as wedding photographers. They built up a really great business. They charged high end. They did really well with that. But they wanted to be out on the road. They wanted to be traveling and spending as much time as they possibly can out on the water kayaking. And so they basically spent a year rebranding who they were and the type of people they wanted to work with. And they were very intentional about that. And now they work with brands like GoPro, Red Bull, Jackson Kayaks, some of the biggest adventure brands in the world, including Winnebago. But they were very meticulous about how they went about attracting these types of partners and these types of clients. And before we jump into today's episode, just want to give a big shout out to today's sponsor, the Stories from the Road podcast. One of my favorite parts of RVing is sitting down with other people and sharing stories. The good, the bad, the hilarious. The Stories from the Road podcast talks to RVers from all walks of life about what led them to the RV lifestyle, the things they like, the things they don't like, and where they see themselves going in the future. The conversations are heartfelt and funny, and if you're any kind of RVer yourself, and you probably are since you listen to this podcast, you'll identify with a lot of what you hear. That's Stories on the Road podcast, and it's available on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Play Store, and everywhere else you can listen to podcasts. All right, let's get into today's episode with Kathy and Peter Holcomb. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Hello. Wow. We are so excited to be here. Whenever Heath and Alyssa invited us to come and speak, they said, you know, just talk about what you do. And there's a lot of what we do. But what we thought would be the most valuable to share is this idea of seeking the impossible. Because when we set out on the road almost four years ago, we had no idea what this life was going to look like. We had a lot of ideas. We had a lot of dreams. But really, we had a lot of questions. And we had no idea what was going to happen. And somehow, in the last four years, it's turned into this extraordinary life that we couldn't have envisioned four years ago at the beginning of this journey. And I know some of you are at the precipice looking out at becoming full-timers. Some of you have been doing it way longer than we have, and there's everybody in between. And so we're really excited to share this journey, and we hope that some of the things that we learned along the way will help you build your dream life. So. We're gonna go back a ways. Let's turn on the clicker first, how's that? Okay, we're gonna go back um, to the very beginning. We, um, we were wedding photographers, wedding and portrait photographers. We've always been entrepreneurs. I did a desk job for about a year and decided that that was not a good fit for me. And so way before Abby was born, we decided that we wanted to start our own business. Peter has always been a photographer since he was this big. And so photography was a natural choice for the business that we wanted to start. So we decided to start this wedding and portrait business, and we ended up taking our clients all around the world. We did it in true Holcomb style, and we took people out. We had great adventures with them. We took them to amazing places. We gave them extraordinary experiences. And we helped craft the memories that they had from these experiences. So from the very beginning, we were storytellers, telling the story of people having adventures in amazing places. And it was just this wonderful, crazy business that had us running all across the globe, meeting wonderful people, and doing things that we loved. 
And we ended up building a photography business that was in the top 5% of all photography businesses in the country because we had a unique niche. We weren't just photographing in our backyard. We weren't just photographing in a studio. We were going to the very most beautiful places in the world and sharing these with our clients. So it was a really neat endeavor, and we loved it, and we loved the work that we were doing. But what we really wanted to do was go out and have adventures with our family. And the thing about weddings is they almost always happen on the weekends. And when Abby was little tiny and she wasn't in school, that wasn't a big deal. But when she started to grow up and she started school, the only time that we had with her was the weekend. And so we said, you know, this isn't really a good fit for our family anymore. Abby's our number one priority and we're not getting to see her as much as we wanted to. And so we thought about that and we felt a little stuck inside the box, literally. And it started to feel more like a prison cell with a sentence of life without parole. We're in this box, we're living this life and it's a great job and we're good at it and we're very successful and we're making a good living, but it wasn't making us happy. And so we thought about it and it really started to weigh on us. And pretty soon this amazing job that we had and we were teaching people all around the world how to do this incredible thing didn't feel so incredible anymore. And so we were in a photo shoot in Moab, Utah. We were photographing this incredible family and we, had, we loved the work that we were doing. And we had exactly two days to drive from Utah back home to Boulder, Colorado. We had a whole list of chores to do at home. And then we had to leave the next day to go do another shoot in the mountains in Colorado. And I don't know about, have you guys ever played the anything game? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? The anything game is Peter and I's favorite game. We've played it since we met 25 years ago. And basically the way it goes is when you're driving forever, which we've always done, you I think say, we all okay, do. do what? We all do. Yeah, exactly. You know about that. Um, okay, so if you could do anything, Money isn't an object, time isn't an object, what would you be doing right now? That's a powerful question. All the money in the world, all the time in the world, what makes your heart sing? So we're driving home from this shoot, and it was pretty unanimous between the two of us. We would be staying in Utah, and we'd be rock climbing, and we'd be hanging out with Abby, and we'd be going on adventures out in the desert. And we're thinking about this, and we're like, man, that would be so cool if we had the time to do that. But we don't, so we got to go home. And uh, I was going through the list of things I had to do, like mow the grass and do the laundry and clean the house and all these things. And it occurred to me, I was like, what if we didn't have to go home? How would that change things? And I was like, oh, Peter, I got this great idea. What if we didn't have to go home? What if home was everywhere? And he's like, that's crazy. What do you mean? We can't, we can't not go home. We've got responsibilities. We've got this business. We've got to work. And I was like, but think we could just stay and climb in the desert. And he, he was like, no way. We're not going to do that. <laughs> and so I kept this idea kept coming back to me. And it's stuck. Have you guys ever had one of those dreams that just lingers and it won't leave you alone? Just tugs at your consciousness. And so a couple weeks later, I was like, you know, we could probably pull this off. 
If we got an RV, we already shoot all around the world. We already have clients from all over the place. How much of a stretch would it really be to take this business on the road? And I think Peter had been thinking about it a little bit too because the second time I brought it up, he was like, well, we should talk about this. So, which was much better than no. <laughs> and so we started talking about it. And the more we talked about it, the more this dream grew and it became a possibility. And when it became a possibility in our minds, all of a sudden, we started developing a plan. Okay, well, we already have clients from all around the world. We already are traveling for work. What do we need to do to give ourselves this aura of wanting people to come work with us, or people wanting to come work with us, and feeling like they were willing to invest their money with us, even though we didn't have a bricks and sticks location? And so as we started to think about it, we started to work differently in our business and we changed our processes with how we worked with our clients and how we talked to our clients. We automated a lot of our systems. We started doing a lot more things over the phone. We started testing out, we had always done in-person sales for our photography and we started doing in-person online sales to see if it would work. And so after about six months, we decided that this was an actual reasonable way to move forward in our business. We still had a thousand questions, but we thought it was possible. So we eventually listed our house about a year from when we first had the idea, and it sold in two and a half hours. And we were, we were like, oh. we didn't even have an RV. We were like, oh my gosh. And so Peter, we, we bought a Winnebago, Peter flew to Dallas to pick it up, and all of a sudden our house was sold, we had an RV, and we were on the road before we even knew what happened. We had to define our purpose, right? I see purposes a lot like climbing a mountain. Who's climbed a mountain? Raise your hand. Oh yeah, okay. These are my kind of people. So when you climb a mountain, what do you do? Most of the time you get up early. You're in front of this big object that you gotta get yourself on top of. You work hard, you get up there. I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times I get close to the summit and I'm so excited to be there. But there's also, you start to where you can see over the summit, you can see what's beyond. In this case, we're in Yosemite. This is Cloud's Rest. What did I see on the other side? Half Dome, it's like the coolest mountain ever. What am I doing on Cloud's Rest? So. So naturally, we had to go and then go down Cloud's Rest and climb Half Dome. And that's the way purposes are. They're always changing, right? So when we went on the road, we wanted to be very clear that we had at least a good purpose to start off with. And, and this has held pretty true for us. We met up with a good friend of ours. His name's Scott. And he's a life coach, among other things. And we sat down and had dinner with him. And about four or five things really became clear to be our purpose in this new segment of our life. So the first was family. We wanted to make sure, like Kathy said earlier, that we had plenty of time to spend with Abby. You know, um, she's getting big enough now, we can take her to do really fun things. We can get her dirty, stuff like that, it doesn't matter. You know, so we wanted to give her all these experiences, but we also wanted to give her a strong love of wilderness. That's something that's important to us, is spending time in these wild places. We also wanted to give her a really strong spirit of adventure. How have we done? Okay, good. Here, I'm just gonna click off of this. So that was important to us. 
adventure is everywhere, okay? I mean, that can be from a big city to the wildest place in your dreams. Adventure's everywhere. And so we've been chasing that. We're, we're just about to wrap up our fourth year. We've been 140,000 miles chasing adventure and photo assignments. And I wouldn't trade one of those miles for anything. It's been the best time of our life. We've been to 49 states. Does anybody know how to get a Winnebago to Hawaii? <laughs> That's our last one, so we're still working on that, but we will get there one way or another. We visited 40 national parks. Now for us to count as visiting a national park, it isn't just drive in, go to the visitor center, drive out. We actually have to get into the essence of the park. We have to park our Winnebago at a trailhead, hike, bike, paddle, whatever it is, get back into the heart of the park and really see what it's like when you leave the crowds and the gift, gift shop. So we've done that over 40 national parks now and we love our national parks. They're the best thing we have going here in the US. You know, you go into it with these grandiose plans of doing these big adventures and sometimes it's the little things that you just discover along the way or sometimes your favorites, right? I'm sure you guys have all done that. This was a case, we were in Alaska. We were between what we thought were big things. We pull over to make a sandwich, look out the window and there's these grizzly bears fishing for wild salmon right outside our window. At one point, we could have reached out the kitchen window and petted one on the back if we were daring enough to. That's awesome stuff that doesn't happen to normal people. I don't think there's any of those here. So all in all, we really wanted to cultivate an, an extraordinary kid. We wanted her to have all these experiences. I think she's just as comfortable giving someone directions in Manhattan to Central Park as she is hanging out in an ancient old growth rainforest in southeast Alaska, reading a book with her dog. Adventure. Adventure's been at our core forever. I mean, since Kathy and I first met, our first date was rock climbing. So, um, but adventure has really taught us so much. It's taught us confidence, self-reliance, resourcefulness, perseverance. All these things have come from our adventures and the, thing, the, the places we've put ourselves in. It's truly the foundation of who we are. And then me being a photographer, us being on this trip, we have a great opportunity um, to create inspiration for other people. And we really look at that as that's, that's pretty important to our mission is to inspire others to go on their own adventures. It doesn't have to be kayaking or climbing or anything crazy. It needs to be like whatever it is that you're about. And I want you guys to go out and chase your own dreams and hopefully share that with other people. Wouldn't that make the world a better place? So, Famagogo was born at that point. We had these images, we had these stories. We ended up with this um, handle, Famagogo, family on the go, go. So we started sharing that, getting it out into the world, and um, before long, it was amazing. Um, I, I kind of thought at first, like, as a wedding photographer, I was a little nervous sharing some of the things I did on the weekend, well, not on the weekends, but shooting weddings, on the Wednesdays. Um, the things I was doing because I was kind of scared maybe my brides would think, oh my gosh, my, my photographer, he's going to die and I'm not going to have a wedding photographer on my day. <laughs> but we didn't get that. As we started sharing all this stuff, we got all these digital high fives and people were super excited about what we were doing and it was awesome and it just fired us up even more. So that led to us connecting with a lot of the brands that made the equipment that we'd used forever. Um, they wanted us to be ambassadors and team members and help them with products and do all kinds of things that we never even dreamed we were capable of. Um, and that's been really interesting. That's been a kind of fun little side note here, and that was really never our goal. So I want to share with you 
a video that um, we worked with GoPro on this. They found out about us and we had a connection there. They gave us a couple of cameras and said, take this on your next adventure and show us what you can capture. So I'm mostly a still photographer, so I was like, okay, that'll be fun. Um, so here is a 30-mile backpack trip we did in Great Smoky Mountain National Park, and this is what we do. So that was what we did for fun, and all of a sudden we had companies that were calling us and saying, we love what you're doing for fun. Will you do that and share that with our audience? And we were like, absolutely. We can't wait. So let's talk about work, because that first year, although it looks super fun, we had to work. It wasn't like we had this big trust fund to fund our journey. So um, we had to figure out how to make it work. We did sell our house and we put all of that money into savings and we didn't have any debt and we didn't want to touch our house fund because we thought we would come back in a year and buy another house. And so that was off limits. So we had to figure out how to make a living from the road. Fortunately, we had a whole bunch of weddings already on the books, 10, which was our happy place for weddings. More than that, we didn't like doing weddings so much. So 10 weddings was enough income for us to get by for the year. We weren't gonna go out to dinner very often. We weren't going to get to do a whole lot of things or drive a whole lot of miles out of the way, but it would get us by for the year. So that was our safety net for that first year on the road. But we wanted to do amazing things and we wanted to go all over the place and so we had to figure out a way to supplement that income. But weddings take us about a week to complete, which means we had 10 weeks of work for the year, which left us 42 weeks to do something else. And that was the best part. And so we started out and we were so energized because of this journey. We were on fire. We were like, we're going to do everything. Anybody that's ever talked to Peter, that's his actual life goal is to do everything. <laughs> and so he started out and for all the years that I'd known him, he'd had all these ideas of images that he wanted to create. And we were stuck in this pattern of work, 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 play, 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 work, play, work, play. And he didn't ever get to create the images that were in his head. And so now we had 42 weeks to go out and create these images that he had always imagined. And so he was on fire. He went out and he was like, okay, I'm going to do this today and I'm going to do that tomorrow. And so he started working on these personal projects of images that had never been created before. And we started sharing these images with people. And that really inspired him to push his craft and become a better photographer. It was the best education that we could have gotten him. And then the other thing that was amazing is all of a sudden we had time to go to the places where professional world-class athletes were doing extraordinary things, which is something that he's always wanted to photograph. And so we were able to put ourselves in the places where things were happening that we wanted to create images of. And so we found ourselves photographing professional athletes. And pretty soon magazines noticed that Peter was doing all these amazing things with these athletes and they were calling us, hey, do you have an image of so-and-so? Hey, can you write an article about this? And so we got the attention of the Whitewater Paddle Sport magazines. So that was a neat side effect that happened that we didn't expect. And then we charged towards all of us just like it was a job. We got up in the morning, we're like, okay, we're gonna work on this today. And we just created and created and created, even though nobody was hiring us to do so. And you know what happened? 
people started hiring us to do that. It was like magic. And so we did all this work, we built our skill set, we built our portfolio, and the job followed. And that was something that we didn't anticipate happening. We had tried to publish things in magazines for years. We just didn't have anything unique enough or creative enough to make that happen. So it wasn't until we gave, our, gave ourselves permission to explore and get better in our craft that these opportunities started coming to us. So that was Peter's work. Alongside all of that, more companies are calling us and they're saying, hey, we need you to create images of these athletes or of these products. Can you guys be here doing this, creating these images? And we're like, heck yeah, we got 42 weeks to spare. We're on it. <laughs> and so we started working with all kinds of companies across the outdoor adventure sport arena. And we became team members on their team. We became competitive athletes. We became photographers that worked with their marketing team. All these really extraordinary things that we never envisioned were even possible started happening because we were charging into our lives and doing things that we were passionate about and getting better at it all the time. So not only were we photographing the pros, we were photographing our personal adventures and all of a sudden images of Abby and I are showing up all over the place on websites and in magazines and things that we never dreamed were possible. And so this life is all of a sudden a little bit of work and a little bit of play and a little bit of life all getting mixed up together. At the same time, I had my own goals and ever since I was a little girl I wanted to be a writer, but I was always afraid to start. And so, it's funny, it's really hard to be a writer if you don't write. Weird how that works. But we had all these amazing adventures and I was excited to tell that story and so I started writing about our experiences out in the wild and the words just came, thousands of them at a time. And so we started sharing those and we met the great folks at Winnebago Life and they said, well, you've got great pictures, but can you write? And I was like, I don't know if I can write but I'll try. And so we submitted an article and they're like, okay, let's work together, this is a good fit. And so we started writing articles about our adventures all over the place and all of a sudden I was a published writer. Another goal off the list, we started treating it like a job and amazing things happened. And then once we started publishing articles there and I started writing more, I got better at it. And then articles were going, again, all over the place in the outdoor sports arena. And it was like this magical synergy that was happening in our lives. We, didn't, we never planned it, it just kind of worked that way. So back to Peter, always a photographer, right? Always telling the story. This was our first adventure vehicle. It had 350,000 miles on it when we were done, and it had been everywhere. And Peter's always been fascinated with photographing the vehicles that have taken us to our adventures, in addition to photographing the adventures. So this was our first adventure vehicle, and as our family grew, it got a little bit bigger. And then when we sold our house, we really had to expand. So this is what it became, and all of a sudden we found ourselves with the mother of all adventure vehicles. And Peter's fetish to photograph these vehicles in amazing places grew and grew because now it was a really fun vehicle to photograph. And we took it amazing places and he just kept creating more and more images. 
And before we knew it, we had a pretty good portfolio of RVs in amazing places. And so we ended up having a job photographing RVs in extraordinary places. What a dream job. Again, it's something we did because we loved. And here it's become something that is helping support this adventure on the road. So we have embarked on this adventure. And over that first couple of years, truly something magical happened. And we don't know exactly how it happened, but somehow life became play, became work, became life, became play, became work. And we really can't tease apart this wonderful tangled mess that we've created. It's all one thing. And right now, are we working, are we playing, or is this just life? Every day feels like that. And so the last thing that I want to share with you is how this all really came to fruition. We were doing the photo shoot associated with the product launch of the Winnebago Revel last August. And we went to Colorado, and we were responsible for creating all the still images for the marketing campaign that went out with that. And we have been dreaming about this vehicle since we met 25 years ago. This is our dream vehicle. And to be a part of the project was so exciting. We got to take one out for two entire weeks and we got to live in it. And we got to take it four by fouring. And we got to really test this brand new thing that nobody even knew about. All in the name of photography, right? Ex yes, it was work, I swear. <laughs> so now when you ask me what my job is, well, it's photography. But we're models, and we're athletes, and we're storytellers, and we're entrepreneurs, and we're adventurers, and we're parents, and what? Writers. And writers, and all these things. I don't even know all the jobs that I do anymore. We just live, and we try to live big every single day. And it's turned into this wonderful thing. And that's what we want to share with you guys. Peter mentioned climbing mountains. We could only see the first mountain when we started. And we had to climb that mountain to be able to see the next really good mountain. And so we want to share with you, go climb that mountain and see what the next one is because this amazing dream is out there. You just got to go get it. So now Peter's going to walk you through. Oh, and of course, this is how it happened. We didn't know what we were doing was extraordinary. We didn't even know that it was interesting. It's just what we did. But we started putting things out to the world, and all these amazing brands started talking to us and saying, wow, this is really neat what you guys are doing. Will you be a part of our team? Can you be a part of our brand story? And that's how it all came together. So we're so grateful for all of these companies who said, hey, you guys are doing something cool. Keep doing it. Keep pushing. Keep trying, and we're going to support you in the process. So now, Peter's going to walk you through the steps that we always use as a filter when we're trying to decide if we're going to pursue something new, because not all pursuits are worthy of chasing. And so we use these questions as a filter whenever we're looking at a new project. And before I forget, there is a handout. I used to be a middle school teacher. I have to give you guys homework. It's just part of my personal obligation. 
there's a handout that we always use. We fill it out, and it's in the back of the room. And be sure to pick one up because it's the questions and the filters that we use. So Peter's going to walk you through all of that and how yeah. it works. So Kathy, explain the anything game, right? You guys got a grasp on it. I want you all, when you leave here, your mind's going to be like full. But when you drive away, when you're going down here, I want you to ask whoever you're with or ask yourself if you're by yourself, what would I do if I could do anything? And really think about it. And I mean, seriously, money's not a concern. Time's not a concern. Any objects aren't a concern. What would you do? It's pretty powerful. If you are talking to somebody about this and they tell you you're wasting your time, don't listen to those people anymore. Just keep going, but ask yourself these questions. So where, what would your story be? Where would you go? What do you see yourself doing and being? And um, I'm sure there's something great out there. What makes you happy? You know, I think if we're, we're all chasing happiness, right? That's like the most simple thing that I think everyone's after. If you're happy, you can perform better, you can help other people, you can do all these things that you can't do if you're unhappy, right? What are your skills and talents? You know, I, I, everybody here has done something for work for however long. Um, that's a skill, that's a talent, that's something you've used. But I'm sure there's something else that you have that you haven't even really thought of yet that could be something that's marketable or useful. For me, I never dreamed as a photographer that I would get to use the things that I did when I escaped photography that I did as a hobby. I got to take those things, whitewater kayaking, rock climbing, stuff like that, and now blend it in to a commercial photo shoot. You know, I've actually kayaked in to do a commercial photo shoot in the middle of nowhere in places that I wouldn't have been able to get there any other way. And so when I had that epiphany and put those things together, I'm like, wow, I've got a skill set that most photographers don't have, and I can use that to my advantage. So you guys should look for that too in yourselves, whatever that is. I'm sure you all have skills and you can put them together and layer them up and do something really amazing. What makes you unhappy? Man, my, if my, I have a Winnebago, so this never happens, but if you're in the, the getting your RV repaired or something, that's pretty bad, right? <laughs> um, if your trailer breaks, that's pretty bad. If you know, you're, you're asleep, it's 2.30 in the morning and the security guard at Walmart knocks on your door, that's pretty bad. But all these things that happen you know, just roll with them and just get past it as fast as you can and get back onto that purpose. Just keep climbing that mountain. What are you afraid of? We have actual danger and perceived danger. Those are two very different things, right? What I mean by that is grizzly bears are scary and they possibly can be dangerous. Would anybody disagree with that? No hands? Um, <laughs> So when I was taking this picture of this grizzly bear, I was a little nervous, um, but the bears were very focused on feeding on salmon. And I had a big, long lens, and I was a, distance, a safe distance away. And so that seemed dangerous. It seemed like something I was fearful for, but it wasn't an actual danger. So you really need to be able to see through fear and be able to identify danger versus fear. Fear keeps most people, I bet, not as many of you guys, because you guys are here, which obviously shows you've got a, a handle on this, but most people who want to travel around in an RV, and you all know people like this, they're just scared to, right? They, they would love to, but something's holding them back, and it's probably just that fear of they perceive it as dangerous, but it's not really. And danger can mean a lot of things. I want to read you a quote, though, that, um, that I think sums this up really good, and it's a good way of thinking about it. It goes like this. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. 
Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye and see its path. Where the fear is gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. That's pretty powerful, right? That's Frank Herbert Dunn. It's just saying just that. If you can identify fear, you can see it for what it is, it's, it's almost let go of you at that point. Once you've seen it, it's an illusion. We deal with this all the time in whitewater kayaking. You know, something will look scary, and when you really break it down to its essence, it's all good to go. So try to keep that in mind in your daily life when something is, is a little scary. Leap of faith. Uh, this is another thing. I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, I think. Um, when we went on the road, we didn't know another family that had taken their business and their small child on the road full-time, selling their house and all their, most of their possessions. We didn't know anybody like that. I'm, I'm surrounded in a room here now of people like that, and I feel like I've really found my tribe, so I, I thank you all for that. But um, it was a leap of faith. We, we knew what we wanted to do. We knew the experiences that we wanted to give Abby and have ourselves, and we hoped it would provide all these things that it has. But it was honestly, at one point, you just got to say, hey, I'm doing it, and you just got to charge and leap. And that gave us freedom. It gave us the ability to let go of preconceived expectations. I mean, heck, I traded mowing the lawn for 42 weeks of freedom. Isn't that awesome? So it gave me the freedom to try new things. It gave me the freedom to explore as a photographer and, and um, as a person to get out into these places that I'd always dreamed of. Freedom is what it's all about, right? Freedom and happiness, those things go hand in hand in my book. And then that led to the opportunities. Kathy's hit on this a lot, but this is a great illustration. Do you know how hard it is to photograph a whale? It seems like it'd be easy. They're huge, right? But they pop up. They're like the little um, whack-a-mole thing at Chuck E. Cheese. They're like, they pop up in weird places, and it's so hard to get a, a kayaker lined up with a whale and get the shot that you want at the same time when this thing breaches. And finally, I had the time to go to Alaska put Abby, and other people too, but it worked out great with Abby, which I was happy, get them in the position and finally get the whale shot that I've been trying to do this for like three, four years. So opportunities, it's all sorts of things can happen when you have the freedom. And then like Kathy's kind of drilled on, I mean, it became a lifestyle and work is play, play is work, and it's this big happy mess of stuff that we do and we just are loving every moment. Not to say there aren't the security guard at two in the morning at Walmart, but it's, it's, it's incredible. I wanna leave you with one quote here. Um, this is a very inspirational photographer to us, Chase Jarvis. He's done a lot of cool things. And I've used this for a, quite a number of years to kind of filter and focus myself. So here it goes. Find your thing and do that thing better than anybody else does that thing. Even if you think that thing has no value, because I promise you that it does. And I promise you that other people will see this value too. So keep that in mind. Find your thing, chase your thing, and others will see the value. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the episode with Kathy and Peter. If you want to grab the show notes, as always, head on over to heathandalyssa.com and click on podcast. And if you want to come to our RV Entrepreneur Summit next year so you can listen to more awesome speakers like Kathy and Peter, you can go to the RVEntrepreneur.com and put in your email 
and we'll email you whenever tickets go live on September 5th at 10 a.m. And again, we're hosting our summit next year in northern Alabama at Lake Gunnersville State Park on March 21st through the 24th. We're going to have about 350 people this year. We're capping tickets, trying to keep it intentionally a smaller event, but still a little bit of growth from last year. So we're really pumped. It's a really fun week. And I'm excited to see some of you guys there. See you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.